Hi, you guys. We are Kate and Cal, just two mamas on a mission to help women get in a daily routine with God's Word. We have seen the power of transparency when we share bits and pieces of our own walks with the Lord and hope that you see Jesus in these unfiltered everyday conversations. We hope you dive headfirst into this community and ask God to move in your life through a daily pursuit of His wisdom and grace. So take a walk, grab a coffee, and put in those headphones as we encourage you in light of the gospel. Can't wait to do this with you. So we wanted to talk today about, we did this maybe a month ago, I'm not sure how long ago, and I feel like it was just a very encouraging topic to do. So last week we had like a question box up in our stories and we said, go ahead and give us like a situation um, that you would like scripture for. And then we went ahead and we picked 10 of them today. So we aren't going to get to all of them. So if you submitted one and we aren't going through it, then that's just, we only can do 10 for the time that we have, but we'll keep doing this. We'll do this again. So keep your eyes peeled if you see the question box and we'll, um, you know, maybe we'll pick yours next time, but um, yeah, go ahead, Kate. Okay. So we're just going to get started. Um, the first one was, these are all good, but this one's talking, asking for encouragement or scripture on someone who feels like they are in a spiritual rut, or maybe they're not like on fire in their faith right now, which I can really relate to. There's lots of seasons where it feels like our faith is not linear, so we can't expect it to be. There's going to be times where we're, like, on fire for God, and maybe we just went to, like, a mission trip, or we have something that really lit a fire under us on our faith. And then when we come out of that, it almost feels like our faith isn't good enough um, because we aren't mm-hmm. feeling that fire anymore. And that is just not the case. Your faith is never good enough. Our faith isn't based on works or how hard we work at our faith or these butterfly feelings we have in our stomach. So, um, our faith is so much more than that. So I would just encourage you with a couple different scriptures. And also we talked about this a little bit with our husbands. So if you want more in depth, go back to that, um, video in our page, but the two scriptures I want to leave you with today are one from Romans eight eighteen, and it reads the pain that you've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. So if you're feeling like you're in that spiritual rut, again, the Lord is going to take you Out of that, you're going to feel that fire again. Just continue to press on and move forward in your faith and continue to trust him um, and dig into the word as much as you can in prayer. Psalm 119.71 also says, it was good for me to be afflicted so so that I might learn your decrees. So just continue to remember that God is working for our good through all seasons, including spiritual rest. Amen. Um. And then the next one was giving it 100% to God, parenting a teen, and life is hard right now. And so those of you parenting teens, I feel like we could learn so much from you because we are still in the little season of parenthood and we know nothing about parenting teens. So um, call us in 10 years because we're going to need lots of advice from you guys. Um, But just in general, like we've walked through hard things and life is always going to have hard seasons and hard parts of seasons. Um, and I talked about this, I think a couple of weeks ago, but, um, I think about this anytime I'm having like a hard day with one of my kiddos. Um, and so Matthew six thirty says, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, ye of little faith. And, I, I just feel like it's so easy to get so caught up in like, 
our kids and what's coming next for them and things that we're concerned about and things we have anxieties over and things we're worried about. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh my gosh, God loves us so much. And he loves our kids. So like our, he loves our kids so much more than we could ever comprehend. And that's really hard to hear as a mom. Cause we're like, no, I love my kids the most, mm-hmm. but like our, like our love for our children is a blip compared to how much he loves them. And so, um, I hope that that is encouraging to you today. Yeah. Sometimes I just like stare at my daughter and I'm like, how, how does he love her so much more than this feeling I have right now? <laughs> Um, okay. Next one is God's forgiveness. And this is so important because we know we are imperfect humans. We make mistakes every single day, every hour of every day. And sometimes we make really big mistakes and sometimes it's hard to fathom the forgiveness that God does have for us and that his truth says over and over again that he has for us. And the only thing telling you that his forgiveness isn't enough for anything anything that you've done in your life or anything we really will do in the future is the enemy trying to deceive us. And so if that is in your mind and you're doubting his forgiveness, just remember that's not from the Lord. And there's tons of scriptures to back that up. Um, the one I'm going to give you today is Romans eight. I guess I'm really feeling Roman eight, Romans eight today, <laughs> eight thirty eight through 89. And it is for, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So nothing can separate you. Love that. Um, the next one was for a better hard heart. And I actually, relate to this a lot. It's not something I even really talk about a lot on my social media because it's just some pretty close family stuff. Um, But I dealt with a lot of bitterness a couple of years ago, a few years ago. um, And God has done a lot of work in my heart Um, since then. So for those of you struggling with bitterness, I want to say that it's not this like one-stop shop. Like bitterness is not this like one-stop like, okay, I don't want to be bitter anymore. So I'm just going to not be bitter anymore. Like it takes time to work through that hardness of your heart and for the Lord to work through that hardness in your heart. So don't be discouraged and just continue to seek him in prayer in that specific part of your life. Um, and, um, I found this verse that, yeah, it's Ephesians four thirty one through 32 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Um, and that is a command, <laughs> like command that we are supposed to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That is so important for us to remember. Um, I will say like our humanity, it doesn't allow it to just like happen overnight. So take those scriptures and put them on cards, on your mirror, on your fridge, on in your car, next to your bed. So that anytime you're alone with your thoughts, because that's when you tend to struggle with that bitterness and that hardness is not when you're necessarily, you know, busy, but when you're like alone with that, those thoughts and um, just mm. preach, like allow that truth to just saturate your alone time so that you can be filled with that truth. 
So good. Um, okay, this next one, they said this is where it's sometimes hard to just have a box because we a lot of times want like more insight into what they're looking for here. But it talked about um, scripture for when you're feeling down. And so this can obviously range pretty wide here, whether it's, you know, just an off day and you're feeling overwhelmed and sad. Or is it like a true depression diagnosis or in anywhere in between? And I have postpartum, I'm pretty open. I struggled a lot with anxiety, especially, which I think I discovered I've had a really long time, but I also struggled with the postpartum depression. And that was something, thankfully, I had never really dealt with before. So it did hit me like a ton of bricks because um, it gave me a whole new light for people who struggle with depression. And it was really hard. And I kept going back to the Psalms over and over and over and over again for a long time in my postpartum. I went back to the Psalms. One specifically stuck out to me, and I have it here in my Bible because I have, like, so much writing and, and just crinkles in this page because I literally opened it up, I think, every single morning to Psalm 5 and specific, the whole thing, but specifically verses 3 through 8. And it says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice hear my voice. In the morning, I plead my case to you and watch expectantly. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil cannot dwell with you. The boastful cannot stand in your sight. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors violent and treacherous people. But I enter your house by the abundance of your faithful love. I bow down toward your holy temple and reverential all of you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my adversaries. Make your way straight before me. And obviously chapter for more context in that, but that was just really life-giving to me. And I'm pretty sure some of these crinkles are from literal tears that would just be on my face and I would turn to this scripture and it would just bring me back to truth every time. So whether you're just having a rough day or if you're in a season of depression, just know that there's space for you in the Lord's arms um, and he is there to wipe your tears. So um, the next one was for saying goodbye. Um, and I don't know what kind of goodbye this is for you. Um, my husband and I just walked through my family and I just walked through that. Um, our foster kiddo that we had for over a year left our house four weeks ago. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just really hard. It's really hard to say goodbye. So I wanted to read two two scriptures because I think there's like a twofold to this. And so the first part was just that like saying goodbye is hard and that's part of like being human. And the Bible, like throughout the entire Bible, it just validates that we're human and it's okay that we're human and then shows us the way with Jesus, right? And so Acts 20, at the end of Acts 20, Paul's leaving. And, um, the verse 36 and 37 says, and when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him being sorrowful. Most of all, because of the word he had spoken that they would not see his face again. And they accompanied accompanied him to the ship. And so it's there that like, we're going to be sorrowful and we're saying goodbye, whether that's, you know, goodbye to someone who's still living or goodbye to someone who has already passed away. Um, But I also wanted to read Psalm 121. There's a lot of Psalms with these because that is, they, Psalms are filled with things that are going to comfort you. 
Um, and so Psalm 121, I'm going to read the whole passage. It's seven, seven chapters. It says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. And for me, I just picture that being spoken over our kiddo who is, I don't know, you know, and um, just that the Lord is watching over him. And these passages, they don't mean that nothing bad is going to happen to us, right? But they mean that like, for those who he has called and chosen, we have hope for eternity. And yeah, there's going to be things that happen in this life, but our soul cannot be taken from us. And so um, just a reminder of that as we're reading passages that say these things, that it doesn't mean that the bad things won't happen, but just that he is... um, going to be with us through it. So anyways, I don't know who you said goodbye to for the the person that submitted this, but I hope that's something and that was encouraging to you. Um, the next one is fear was the word. And so Callie and I both have tons and tons of things to say about fear and anxiety. And we've actually done whole videos on this topic that I would encourage this person or anyone struggling with fear or anxiety to go watch. Um, So I'm not going to deep dive into it today too much, but a couple of things that I have looked to beyond scripture is one, um, there's a book called Anxious for Nothing. And if you go to our gift guide highlight, you'll find it in there. Um, Mm -hmm. I forget who the author is right now, but that was a really good book. Yes. That was a really good book for me. And then also both Callie and I have been pretty open again that we we sought help beyond, you know, our reading our Bible and, you know, diving into scripture ourselves. We both sought professional help in therapy on anxiety specifically. And so if that's a place that you feel like you're being led to go, there's no shame in that. And God gives those people those gifts as well. So um, there's nothing broken or wrong with your faith because you are having fear or doubt or anxiety. And that's a spot that I feel like I sat in for too long. So I'm hoping that's a reminder to someone today. But the the, the verse I'm going to share is First Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Simple to the point, but it's truth. So I love that. Um, I am going to actually combine the next two into one passage because I think that this passage just speaks volumes to both of them. Um, but I'm going to address them separately. So um, that somebody submitted their, they had a miscarriage after having two kids. Um, and so first of all, for anyone here who is walking through miscarriage or has a friend who is walking through miscarriage, I'm going to recommend this book. It is called held. It's by Abby Wedgworth. Um, she is the sweetest soul, but her, this book is going to validate all of the very human emotions that you're feeling in walking through this miscarriage and it's going to point you straight to Jesus. This book was like bomb to my aching heart. Um, and it's filled with scripture. It's just filled with scripture. And one of the things she, she walks through Psalm 139 in this book. Um, so I'm going to read Psalm 139. Um, before I do the next one was first trimester nerves. Um, and the reason I say these go together is because one is, 
regarding a miscarriage that has happened and one is regarding the fear of a miscarriage and the fear of what could happen. Um, and so I think that Psalm 139 pretty much covers both of those um, within different parts of it. But um, I'm going to read it now. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind me and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell on the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not too dark for you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God, O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous ways in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Um, specifically verses 1 to 16, I would say, are really going to be helpful. So that was Psalm 139, the whole chapter. Um, but yeah, just so encouraging and helpful for me to read that and know like God formed the days of my baby before I could, before I even knew about my baby. And that goes for the babies that are upstairs watching Blippi and the baby that is with his bio mom that I don't see anymore and the babies that I never got to hold in my arms. So I hope that that is helpful. Okay, we have two more. And this next one is talking about they said getting lost in the monotonous parts of motherhood slash staying home and feeling purposeless. And Callie and I both stay home. We obviously work too, but a lot of our days are spent staying home, um, raising our babies. And so we can relate to this a lot, but I also have talked to lots of different women in this position who feel the same way. Um, and even just recently in my personal life. So I would say that, a few things. First of all, there, if you are called to motherhood, truly believe there is just no greater purpose than for you to be pouring and loving and raising these babies. Um, and so your work is not purposeless, even if it looks differently than your friend who is working full. Um, and both of those are beautiful callings for the hours of our days. And so, um, I just want to remind you of that you have filled work there at home and when it feels so monotonous and so overwhelming and sometimes 
the same day in and that it's just, you know, this circle that's never ending of dishes and diapers and laundry and fold and repeat. We get that cycle. But I want to remind you in Galatians 6, 9, it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So just remember that the kind of work you are doing is kingdom work, um, every last bit of it, even if it feels like the dishes have nothing to do with God's kingdom. It really does. Um, And then the last one we wanted to talk about, this person said, difficult finding sufficient work to support our family. And so we just kind of wanted to take that, but also talk, take a second to talk about providing for our families and money in general, um, which we both take very seriously in stewarding our finances well to serve the Lord um, with what he has given us. We believe that everything we have is the Lord's and we're called to steward it well. And so I would just encourage you to continue to look for where God's opening and closing doors, um, being willing to step out of your comfort zone and the expectations you had for your finances or for your family's finances. And um, again, reiterating that all work that he has called you to is kingdom work whether or not your expectation or your mom's expectation or anyone around you's expectation of what you're doing or what he's calling you to do. um, The only thing that matters is that he's called you to do it. And therefore it's serving his kingdom in one way or the other. And so I want to encourage you with Matthew 6, 11, which give us today our daily bread. The Lord has promised to provide for us. um, But again, it may not look like what we expect him to provide for. And so just trusting him that he will provide for your daily bread um, in each and every day in itself. And then Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. And so those are definitely two verses that I've clung to in lots of different seasons of finances and work, especially lately. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that Kate and I can both speak to the fact that we have seen God provide like beyond our own work, right? Like there have been seasons where even recently where it's like, I don't know what that's, whether it's providing financially or providing in some other capacity where we're like, I don't know how we can make X, Y, Z happen. And we have just done our, our hardest to serve the Lord and glorify him and what we're doing. And we have always felt provided for. Um, and so I guess our prayer for you would be that you are able to just turn to him and his word in this very stressful season and just say like, okay, Lord, like this isn't enough, but I know that you can make it enough for our family. Um, yeah. So that is all we have for you guys today. So if you guys like this and want us to continue to do this, please let us know, like comments, likes, shares, saves, they all mean the world to us and are so helpful for us in this little page of ours. Um, and so if you want to see more of these specific episodes, especially, please let us know. Um, and we'll do this more often where maybe, you know, once a month or so where we're taking those, um, offering scriptures for situations and circumstances that you're going through. But um, thank you so much for joining us and being here today. And uh, we will talk to you next week. 
Thanks for hanging out with us on today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever it is you are listening from. If you want to join our everyday community that goes through the Bible, reading plans together each month, check out how to get plugged in at our website, kateandcalco.com. Our community is made up of incredible women committed to ditching the excuses and holding each other accountable to getting into God's word daily, even when that looks imperfect. We hope to see you in there.